0: Welcome to the Quantum Alignment Q&A, where we traverse through an array of healing modalities to educate, empower, and excite our listeners on their path of holistic health and wellness. In sharing various practitioners' experiences and insight, we hope to cultivate a deeper relationship between one's true self, the mental, physical, spiritual, and emotional bodies. And now, join naturopath, transpersonal psychologist, and cannabis therapy consultant Dr. Pepper Hernandez.
1: welcome. And thank you so much for taking time to be present with us today. Our intention for this podcast is for each and every one of us to get one step closer to the highest version of our aligned self each and every day, mentally, physically, spiritually, and emotionally. I am your host, Pepper Hernandez. And today we have a very special guest, Aurora Divine. She is a Entheo educator and facilitator. She's working towards consciousness, cultivating, and restoring ancestral knowledge and elevating the voices and roots of the BIPOC community during this psychedelic renaissance. We'll yes. ask her more about that. Aurora is the founder of the Akashic Gardens to fulfill her mission to help the BIPOC community heal, thrive and grow. Hi, Aurora. Thank you so much for being here. Very excited to speak with you.
0: Thank you so much for having me, Dr. Pepper.
1: So we have so much to talk about, and I'd love to just start with you explaining to our listeners and to our viewing audience what it is that you actually do. There is a lot there, and I know that myself and others are just so open to hearing about it so in your words share with us
0: i am a lot of things to a lot of people I, that's probably something i'll continue to say forever but i am a psychedelic doula um i am a full spectrum doula um and i just happen to use entheogens in my practice my doula practice i educate about families and entheogens, I facilitate ceremonies, and I just generally just educate, I'm an entheo educator, um, I think is the word that I've come up with, to encompass all the things that I do. So all the areas that I touch on, whether they're spiritual, in the spiritual or the physical, whether it's education or providing services, they all center around the BIPOC community and reconnecting ourselves with the entheogenic community and our ancestral roots
1: lovely so for those listening audience who may not know about entheogens can you tell us exactly what that term means to you and which of those you choose to work with
0: yes um I choose to work with a plethora of entheogens entheogens the more common word is psychedelic which means mind manifesting entheo is more of a spiritual suffix prefix there we go prefix it's more of a spiritual prefix and it has to do with elevating the God in you. And that aligns with my whole purpose of being here is to help people elevate with these plant medicines, these fungi medicines. People have heard of shrooms and acid and DMT, all of those things, those are entheogens. Those are substances that can be derived or come directly from nature that alter your consciousness, expand your consciousness.
1: I love that you say come directly from nature because that's exactly what it is. It's plant medicine and also that mind manifesting. That's a great marker for us to remember that that's what that means. Can you go a little more in detail on what a full spectrum doula is? I I don't know if a lot of our listeners know exactly what that term means.
0: Absolutely. So a full spectrum doula is just someone who has been trained across the full doula spectrum. Um, So when you first hear doula, you probably think, Uh, at-home birth, things like that. Yes, I assist with those. That is different than a midwife who was medically trained to deliver a baby. A doula is there for support throughout the pregnancy, during the pregnancy, and even postpartum, which brings us to another kind of doula. You have the postpartum doulas who are people that specialize in helping women who just gave birth. You even have death doulas. And that's where we go to like nursing homes or people at the end of their life and kind of help them cope with and usher them through the end of their life. We birth people through my milestones in their life.
1: I love that. I love the death doula portion of like ushering them into another stage of their life. I I love that thought. So you work specifically with the BIPOC community, the people of color, Black, Indigenous people of color. Can you tell us where that passion came from for that specific genre?
0: Absolutely. Mind you, I definitely hold space for everyone. I just focus on BIPOC communities because it's dear to me. It's personal for me. Growing up, having entheogens normalized in my life and then going out into the world and seeing how disconnected people of color were from our ancestral roots and our works with entheogens um if you go in the BIPOC community and you say shrooms or mushrooms or any type of psychedelic they will tell you that is white people's stuff <laughs> that is the direct term they will use and that always hurt my heart because knowing the history and where I come from um and you know having sat in ceremony and being to Peru and Ecuador and having been with the Buiti tribes over in Gabon in Africa, I know that this is ancestral to us, knowing the history, um, especially everything that my grandmother told me, my mom told me, um, there's a disconnect there. And I would like to bridge that connection, which is why I focus on educating my people in specific, especially because I know entheogens are facilitators of healing and as a community we need immense amounts of healing and for me this is the best way that i can facilitate that healing
1: i love that and i support you and definitely the bipoc community tell us a little bit about your story uh just what got you here to this holistic wellness center that you have you know this wealth of knowledge that you've become
0: well, I have been doing this literally since before I got here in, into this world. It's ancestral, it's generational. My grandmother, my mother, my aunts, my uncles, my siblings. I'm the youngest of 10, um, I'm number 10 of 10, and they all helped cultivate this person here. Um, my mom is the reason why I'm a doula, an entheogenic doula, because she she dosed with mushrooms and found out she was pregnant with me on a trip. So she, if you let her tell it, she talked to me while I was in utero. She didn't get a pregnancy test or nothing. Um, she She said that I told her that I was here and that I would have issues in this realm if she didn't use, these specific medicines. Of course, I don't recall that, Um, but that's what she said. So she spent my whole life microdosing me as a child because I have autism spectrum disorder. My original diagnosis is Asperger's. However, we don't use that anymore. It's just ASD. And so I guess she knew that and she used these medicines to help me cope in the world. So without the support of my family and them always being very spiritual, connected people, Grounded people, I wouldn't be here even able to talk to you without the help of the entheogens. And I feel like people like me on the spectrum, neurodivergent people, people suffering trauma or any type of, you know, anything, this, experiencing this life can benefit heavily from working and sitting with these plant teachers. And so that's why I do what I do today.
1: That is so interesting. So let's talk about your Akashic Gardens and how you're fulfilling your mission. What is the Akashic Garden and what do you see happening
0: for it? The Akashic Garden is the brainchild of me and my husband making sandwiches in our kitchen one day. Um, And we were on a trip. This was almost towards the end of our trip. And I had been sitting at a desk job and I hated it it was horrible and so I was like babe, like, what can I do? He's like, well, you're always writing these novels on Facebook. Maybe you can, maybe you can figure out how to do that. He's like, you're like the Akashic record, but you're like my little garden. So he came up with the names, like, you're like my Akashic garden. And you have these little flowers of knowledge that you can just walk through and pick on. I was like, but I don't want to be the only source of knowledge. So the Akashic garden ended up being um, a place, again, an epicenter for the BIPOC community to come and get educated and connected to ancestral practices, um, including but not limited to, you know, the use of plant medicine because I'm also an herbalist. Not all of the things that I work with are entheogens. Um however, yeah, that's pretty much how we got here. It's like I knew a lot about a lot and I wanted to have a center where I can elevate other people's voices. So I work with other people, other people of color that are in the spiritual and or entheogen communities. And I just kind of plug people together and whatnot.
1: Oh, I love that. I love the sense of community. And maybe at the end of our show, we can get more information about how to be more connected with that. In the meantime, talk to me about the type of people who come to you, who look to you for guidance and are asking questions what are they normally asking about?
0: Usually... I get people that are either just now starting their spiritual journey, so they, they're they just now coming back to what we call in our communities, the ATRs, the African Traditional Religions. I usually get those types of people, and I get the people who are afraid to use plant medicine and don't know how to go about it, but they're very interested because they're at that place in their spiritual journey, and they feel like they want to elevate and do shadow work themselves. I get a lot of people that want to do shadow work and um, want a shadow work coach, and and I get a lot of people that would like to use entheogens during their pregnancy, but they would like to do it safely or they're breastfeeding and they want to know if they can do that safely. A lot of mothers, a lot of women, lots of lots of women. That's pretty much my biggest demographic is women. But yeah, people that just want to, you know, elevate themselves and their families with these plants.
1: I mean, I find this so fascinating because this is something that you don't hear a lot of people talking about. And on the show we dedicate a large portion to how does someone get started using plant medicine? And you told us a little bit briefly earlier in this last few minutes about, you know, yours kind of started from like very early on. Can you elaborate more on that specific thing? If you'd like to speak to that?
0: Oh, what? Uh, like what it is like microdosing when I'm a kid and <laughs> just a tiny yeah, baby?
1: Yeah, any, any of that that you want to share with us. Oh, absolutely. honored to hear
0: it. Okay. Like I said, my mom pretty much knew out the gate um, while tripping by herself that this was happening. So, with the help of my grandma and my aunts, she came up with a regimen. Mind you, they had already been dealing with entheogens and plant medicines before conceiving me. And this has already been a part of our everyday life. But Um, She knew when I came out, I would be different. I didn't cry or nothing like that. Um, I was born in the hospital, but immediately took me home and like she breastfed me, but she would dose herself first when I was like an infant um, so that I would get it through her breast milk. And then, you know, when I came to solid foods, she'd like put a mushroom um, and mush it up with my baby food. Or she'd put a mushroom in whatever I was drinking. She'd like steep it like a tea. And she noticed like on the days where I wasn't like the off weeks where I wasn't microdosing that I had more sensory issues and I had more tactile issues and just more issues being in the world. I didn't talk until I was 16 years old, and that always alarmed her, but I had like little bouts in between where I would talk to specific people. Later, I would learn that I was selectively mute, and I would just talk to certain people um, that I felt comfortable with, but she um, dosed me when I was 12 years old. She gave me 12 grams of mushrooms and told me to go find God and go find myself, and if I was in the right place, it would be the same person, and that... Experience at 12 years old was just, I feel like it altered the trajectory of my entire existence. And it definitely has everything to do with, you know, what I do today. Like before then, I had only been on microdoses, I'd never had more than one gram. But I guess, like in my family, there's like a milestone, kind of like when you get your driver's license when you're 16 or when you go to prom or your King Santa or something like that. So taking entheogens for us is like a rite of passage. So when I was 12 years old, I had that rite of passage. And I came out of that trip and I sat and I talked with my mom. Of course, she cried because I never talked to her before. Uh, But I sat and I talked with my mom and I told her about my trip and everything. And, you know, I want to be this and I want to do this and I want to do what you and grandma do. And so that's when like my regime, quote unquote, kind of got made. And I was trained in all of these different things. Like I was able to help before, but now like they're giving me the knowledge and I will always be grateful for that, especially going out into the world and seeing that you know this isn't a common experience like for anyone, like like you said, this is something that people don't really hear about every day, which is why I'm so happy to come and talk about it freely and openly because I feel like this is something that needs to be talked about and normalized.
1: So many questions. I have so many questions. Ask away. And I just went through a really emotional moment with you. Wow. So you didn't speak until you were 16. And is that correct? Is, did I hear you correct in saying that? You were you, you? were specific about who you spoke to, but you didn't. Yes, speak.
0: collective mutism is what it's called.
1: Okay. But you didn't really like speak to others until you were of that age. And you took that. What I have always heard as called a God dose when you do 12 grams or more. Is that also
0: familiar to you, that term? Yes, the godly dose and the heroic dose being five. Yes, I've heard of that.
1: Okay, so a heroic dose being five and 12 being the God dose. Okay, and then you said that you said something about being trained. Can you tell us a little bit more about the training in that next phase?
0: Yes. Um, so I my I come from a family of ATR practitioners. So I come from a family of hoodoos, voodoos, ishesha, itha practitioners, things like that. So I was able to enter these spaces. Like mind you, like as a kid, I'm able to tend to the mushrooms and I'm able to watch and stuff. You know, if I wanted, I could ask questions because I watch my siblings more than anything. I'm seven years after the youngest before me. So they're all significantly older than me. So they would teach me things. My mom would teach me things. Um, I was able to initiate into um, three ATRs via my grandmother, my mother, and my aunties. So I was trained in that bit. And then again, I was trained to grow mushrooms, I was trained on dosages and My mom is also a doula, as is my grandma. So they also work with their clients in entheogen. So I just was in the room absorbing all the information. They would test me, things like that. What did you learn today on top of my regular schoolwork? But yeah, I was trained in a lot of areas by them. And then I'm formally trained just by going to like schools and continuing the knowledge. And they would give me assignments on books to read and things like that. But yeah, that's my, the bulk of my training comes just from existing and living.
1: What an amazing life you have chosen to come into and live. You know, I am a full believer of we are spiritual beings and physical vessels and we choose to come in and wow, I mean, it just blows my mind that you chose to kind of go through this pathway. You are such a strong soul being and now you are sharing with other people and I just admire you so much. I'm so grateful that you've taken time to be with us today. I do have like just a million questions. I could ask so much stuff, but I would love to know when people come to you and they're interested, are they typically all on that psilocybin path or do they choose that they're just open and then you suggest things or how does that work?
0: Usually they already have a predisposition to mushrooms, psilocybin. That's the, the golden child of the psychedelic world right now. Everybody is with the mushrooms, they're readily available. Um, you can go outside and pick them and forage them. And it's something I guess people feel like they have more control over. I like to tell them that they don't. Once you get in the mushroom, you're in that thing. But yeah, most people come to me with dreams of, of sitting with the psilocybin teacher. But I also have people come to sit Um, In ayahuasca ceremonies with me, I have people come to sit with uh, DMT, combo, a lot, a lot of iboga. I work, again, I work with a plethora of entheogens, but mostly, yes, they come and sit with psilocybin.
1: And so how do you, you know, and I'm sure you've had this because you've had many a client, but how do you pair them? So if someone's coming and saying, you know, I have these issues and I'd like to know which to pair it with, How do you go about that? Do they tell you what's going on in their reality and then you pair or, you know, does it come in a dream? Like, how does that work for you?
0: Well, it's a couple of methods that I use. The most employed is I have a consult and we are going to have about three shadow work sessions before we figure out what to pair you with because this is what this medicine is for. It's for healing, it's not for, I wanna know where your mind is at. So if you're coming to me like, I just wanna recreationally do that and mind you, I. I am here for the recreational use if you know what you're doing, if you can do it safely by all means, but I am not here to help facilitate your recreational use. So first I have to figure out whether it's going to be recreational or medicinal for you. Once I figure out if it's medicinal, what kind of medicinal is it? Are we healing a physical ailment or are we healing a spiritual ailment? Are we healing a mental ailment? Those are three different things, three different areas, and they all have different levels of healing and they all have different entheogens that pair better with them. Um, How deep do you want to go? Are we healing some surface level stuff and just like, you know, I just want to dissolve my ego really quick, which is the most requested thing that I get is like, okay, I want to have an ego death. And I'm just like, are you sure? Do you want to have an ego death? (laughs) Um, Because that's not something that's light. Or if you want to just, again, if you want to have a macro dose, if you want to go in and if you want to have other types of healing paired with it, because I'm a sound healer as well, and as as well as other types of healing mechanisms, modalities. So I figure out what your goal is, and then I implement a treatment plan. I come from a a real heavy mental health background, so I use mental health like terms a lot. So we come up with a treatment plan individual to the individual.
1: Oh, I love that. And see that spawns me on a million other questions. And, and so without giving up too much information about clients and people who come to you, who is mainly coming to you? Are they wanting to heal physical ailments or spiritual ailments? And, you know, what are you pairing them with? Because I find that fascinating. Yes. So is there a specific like nervous system stuff you pair with ayahuasca and like or is it just individual to the person, which I know that's also true, but are you finding a connection there with different plants and different body systems or
0: different issues? Oh, absolutely. That's my own personal like research from working with so many people. It's kind of like I do a clinical study, sort of. And so I, they don't know that I'm noting that, okay, well, these types of people come and they tend to have to use this type of medicine to get the desired results. So yes, I do a bit of both. Um, And I find that like ayahuasca is that I need change almost immediately. Like psilocybin is something like over time, if you sit with it and you go deeper and deeper, like there's an infinite depth to all of the entheogens, but it's like a little slower, just like mycelium is slow to grow throughout the ground and kind of en- envelop its medium. It's a slow process and they walk with you. They've been walking with us for millions of years. But like for people that want like that, that quick, I find that sitting with Mama Aya gives that big, over oh, it's like kicking in the door and then they'll want to use like psilocybin to kind of explore around the room. And then I find that people who are like super really quick, they want that DMT experience. So DMT, the smokable DMT only lasts about 15 to 20 minutes. So those are people that usually are running businesses or they're like full-time soccer moms. And they're like, I don't have time to schedule a full several 12-hour trip with you or three days sitting with ayahuasca with you. I but I do want to heal and I do want to use this medicine. So those busier people are the ones that use like the quicker modality like the DMT and stuff like that.
1: Wow. I found it just fascinating. And as you're talking about this all, I'm just like, no, you know, I'm, I'm one of those people, like I work with cannabis because it's slow and steady. And that's my jam. It's healed me through my cancer scare and my epilepsy and PTSD and anxiety. I have tried a lot of these other things that we're talking about, but the shifts are so huge the dimensional frequency shifts are so big and i'm such a sensitive i'm a pisces and so i'm such a sensitive water being i just i'm pretty much capped at at the experiences i can handle now so i love that you facilitate this that you honor the person that you are educated that you help people i mean it's just we need more access to people like you who have been doing it since literally before birth so I thank you for that we are going to take a short little break to give a shout out to a local line business that I love so very much and I think everyone will too and when we come back I'd love to know a handful of more questions on suggestions of people getting started and how you use it personally now but we'll talk to you in just a moment
2: Ever dream of becoming a cannabis therapy consultant or learning more on how cannabis heals? For a deeper understanding of your own body and mind connection using sacred medicine, take time to dive into classes anytime, anywhere with a new online program. For more information, connect on DrPepperHernandez.com. This is a 10 month program, one class a month. The Cannabis Holistic Institute provides the most potent teachers Humboldt County has to offer. Students have access to Google Classrooms for downloadable handouts, charts, PowerPoint presentations, and more. Also a live streaming on Facebook, bonus pop-up classes, gifted info, and edited videos available on YouTube. Classes from History of Cannabis, The Biology of Cannabis, Specific Strains and Effects, Cannabis Healing Properties, Juicing, Edibles, and Tinctures, Cultivation and Production, Cannabis, Medicine Making, Women in Cannabis Conference, Legalities and Legislations, the Cannabis Business, and more.
1: welcome back everyone thank you so much for tuning in i want to remind you of our guest today aurora divine she has already given us so many golden nuggets so when someone comes to you and they want to begin the journey of healing using plant medicine where do you even start and, and you kind of shared with us how you go along helping them. You know, you have three sessions of the soul journey that those kind of things. But what do you usually suggest to people or what about even people who can't come to you physically? Um, what do you suggest for people to start doing?
0: I usually, again, as a shadow work coach, I have a heavy emphasis on getting to know and getting familiar with your shadow self and the shadow behaviors that you have, because those are going to have a huge influence on your trip. And that's one thing that, like, the biggest concern that I usually get is, well, am I going to have a bad trip? And I personally don't believe in bad trips. I believe that difficult trips happen but they all have something to teach us. So I try to have this level of preparation um, and it all really depends on the medicine that we've come to to agreement with to use for your treatment plan. So if it's somebody like that's going to use psilocybin, I always I give them recommended diets so there, again, there's lots of prep because different plants, different foods um, have an effect on those things. So I always start there. I have a lot of people that come and want to microdose and they want to start very small. Um, I'm of the school. The, re- the healing comes in the macro doses while the continued healing comes in the micro doses. So I tend to do it more backwards than a lot of people that I've seen facilitating, and they want you to baby step and dip a toe, which is cool. However, it's still not gonna prepare you for when you finally do the cannonball into the pool. pool. Um, so I try to have people do their cannonball first because it's easier to acclimate that way.
1: Very interesting, because very rarely do I hear someone say that. So let's talk about that. Let's break it down. First off, what is to you, what is a macro dose? Five grams. If we're talking
0: about psilocybin, we're talking about five
1: grams. Okay, and what is a microdose? Anything less than a gram. Anything less than a gram.
0: Yeah, because there's not this. It's not a two thing. It's not like an either or thing. There's the I call a microdose, a mid dose, and then there's the macro doses. Okay. Um. So like one gram to three grams is a mid dose on my scale.
1: Okay. And is there a certain type of mushroom that you like to use for these spiritual involvements? Because I know there are a lot of different psilocybin mushrooms out there. Do you pair that along with the person? Or do you just kind of vibe with it? How do you choose which mushroom you're going to use?
0: So as a mycologist as well, I find that a cube is a cube is a cube. If you're in the cultivation community, you'll hear that a lot. A cubenzis is a cubenzis. So it's kind of like the very subtle differences between cannabis strains. Um, and then the Indicas and the sativa. so like the big differences are like whether it's albino or whether it's cubensis or whether it's some other strain, because cubensis isn't like the only one, they, there's are stronger strains out there. And they're usually like the Mexicana strains and things like that, um, which aren't usually ready available. And I just really stick to cubes, but the dose is what matters. I see. Um, so it's not what you take, it's how much you take.
1: Okay. I see. With cannabis, there are a huge difference between the terpenes and cannabinoids and all of that. But if you're micro-dosing, you can kind of like baby step your way through. So I'm just very curious of when people are using psychedelics, like what their favorite uh, mushroom is that they're getting the most experience with. And you're saying it is what for you?
0: It's the dose versus the actual strain. Okay. Um, but I will say that I tend to personally in my life, favor the uh, albino strains just because they tend to have a heavier concentration of psilocybin. So it takes less to have the same effect as if, if I took two grams of uh, albino penis for example, I would have to take like three to four grams of golden teachers.
1: Oh, I see. So that's, that makes a lot of sense. So it is like you were saying, like cultivars, some strains or cultivars have a higher amount of THC in them. So you'd have to consume less of that in order to like in comparison to another THC strand that had less. So, okay, I see what you're saying and that. Okay, I got you. That That is a good comparison. So if someone wants to, and I like that you call those shadow tripping or not a bad trip, you call it a difficult one. And those people who have tried a lot of mushrooms or psychedelics or maybe I should just speak for myself. We've all had a difficult trip, and it's that process of getting through it, and maybe more than one. Um, so, how do we avoid difficult trips? How do we set the stage to avoid those?
0: You don't. <laughs> you oh, go okay. Them. You go through them. You're going to have a difficult trip. And that's why I always encourage and require those sessions of shadow work beforehand because that's what really the bad trip is it's you being confronted by something that you've never confronted before you've never confronted your shadow you never sat and listened and talked to them and they have a lot to say so when they start going and bombarding you and they'll show you in crazy ways like people like oh is my face gonna melt off in the mirror or it might But that just tells me that you have issues with change or you have issues with aging. Like there's a shadow there that needs to be addressed. And once you address it, I promise you, you can go on a trip and you're never gonna see yourself melt in that mirror again there's reasons that's why I tell people like when you deify I call it deifying I use tripping because it's a colloquialism but personally I call it deifying because when you deify you step into your highest self you step into your god body and you can see yourself as yourself in all aspects of yourself and some people aren't ready to have that bird's eye view of themselves and so it's scary and so they don't want to use entheogens again because they're scared
1: I love the fact that you call it deify Uh, And I'm going to start using that if that's okay. And I will quote you. And, you know, I also just the thought concept of it's okay to have that difficult trip that is telling you something. And I have so much to share with you off air. And maybe you can bring light to my situations that I'm still processing through. Uh, This is personal for you and you can pass if you'd like, but how do you go about using plant medicine currently in your now reality. We've heard that you've used it since before birth. You chose your body to come into. You've been using it for so many things. You had that God dose at 12. How are you using it now? Do you mind sharing with us?
0: Oh, not at all. I'm, every moment of every day, I am using some type of plant medicine. Um, when I wake up, I have this antidepressant I like to call it I don't know if they call it that at the FDA but it's a herbal supplement and I so I genuinely believe in sitting with several teachers much like you go to college and you have a lot of professors these plant teachers that I, I view them as teachers and I feel like if you have a program like you have specific teachers that you have to sit with and they work synergistically to get you that knowledge to get that better self so i developed over like the course of two years before i even like released it on my website or to public um something i call entheo vibe which is 11 herbs and 11 different types of mushrooms only three of them are psychedelic mushrooms because I, i am a mushroom advocate of all the mushroom medicine that's why there's a turkey tail in my hair right now And they all have their own benefits. Like I have ADHD and neurodivergences and I know Lion's Mane helps with that, with focus and things like that. So I put that in there. Um, But it's 11 herbs and 11 mushrooms all strategically picked to synergize each other, so you get the effects of all the microdoses of these medicines altogether. So I take that in the morning, and then I microdose ayahuasca in the afternoon. I'll do a couple of drops under my tongue in the afternoon. Um, I also like I switch out my entheogens every about four to six months, usually every season. So about every four months, three to four months, I'll switch them out, um, and so I'll go from microdosing with psilocybin to sitting with. LSD which was originally developed as a treatment for autism and i find that it's very helpful so i microdose um that usually i microdose that in the winter time and in the fall time so the first half of the year i'm usually sitting with psilocybin on the microdoses and then every about 2 to 3 months i will go on a macrodose i think the highest dose that i have sat with is 111 point 11 grams i have a big person on the angel numbers so i dose that way which is why the, the you know the microdose has 11 and 11 but um yeah and i sit with uh, a larger dose and go deeper if every couple of months and then i sit with mama aya um on my holidays I go see my mom is what i say i'm gonna go see my mom and iboga i do pretty frequently monthly but i don't do like the full trip i do like a mid dose of that so i like again, I'm always using an and I put them in my food, like all kinds of stuff.
1: I love that you're doing so much and you're you're working with all of them. Two questions, follow-up questions on that, because I just I just find you so fascinating. One is can you tell us the herbs and you may not want to tell us the whole herbal combination if it's in your product that you're keeping kind of um on the you know DL or something, but can you tell us some of the herbs that are in there, the mushrooms and what they're good for? That, that I love that idea. And then I'll ask you the secondary question in a moment. Okay, cool.
0: So I don't mind sharing what's in it because even though it's a proprietary blend, I want people to know what's in my medicine. Cause you know, if you have allergies or not. And so I'm not going to not tell somebody and people have a bad reaction, but um, there's passion flower. Most of the herbs in there are used for either like as an antidepressant or to give energy or an anti anxiety. So there's like chamomile, there's passion flower, there's turmeric. I use a lot of MAOI type herbs or monooxidase. I can't remember. But, anyways, um, but MAOI inhibitors because they help you get the effects of the psychedelic that's there. That's why when I make like my teas and stuff for ceremony, I put other herbs in it that will help it cross your barrier. So you get more out of it. Cause our receptors can only handle so much, but if you put that MAOI in there, um, you're able to handle more. So I can give you a smaller dose, but you'll have the benefits of as if you took a larger dose. Um, and then the mushrooms that are in there are again, like lion's mane, which is like my all time favorite because it's the brain food. And I put mushrooms in there specifically because mushrooms, especially out west and in like Asian culture, they use they have used mushrooms for freaking ever um, medicinally because they treat different systems of the body. So like the turkey tails, like this here in my hair, they're used because they have anti cancer effects and things like that. So that's why I've picked so many different things that I want to target. I want it to be like a full body thing, a full body healing thing. So from your mind to your body, to your soul type thing.
1: I love this. And I'm sure all of this information is over on the Akashic Gardens, which I'm going to ask you to share with us in a moment. But before we jump there, I I would love to know about the 11111 dose that you do, and if you want to share with us your experience on something like that. That experience
0: um, is actually recorded. Oh, so You could watch wonderful. that. Yeah, no, I did it live. I don't normally deify like with any technology I usually unplug I don't get on social media I don't answer phone calls or nothing like that but I get a lot of questions on what it's like and again it's different for everybody in my experience it will never be your experience and vice versa however um, I feel like what people want to know is they want to see more than anything what it's like they want to see somebody on a high dose of mushrooms so like I did this Facebook live for like I want to say like half of my trip so I'm on the camera I'm eating the I'm showing the dose and they're all it's fresh um so and I'm not eating like all at once I'm literally casually talking answering questions um and then I let them know like all right now I'm starting to feel the head change. Okay, this is happening. And okay, now they're taking me. Um, and then, and the, this is how I feel in my hands. This is how I feel. I even, I had to have a whole crying breakdown session on camera. I was playing my hand pan and I wasn't sure if what I was hearing and seeing was the same as my audience. So I let them am like, right now this is overwhelming. I am getting a lot, but this sounds so beautiful to me and I hope it sounds like to y'all how, I, how I'm experiencing. So there's a whole like document of that particular experience.
1: Oh, that is amazing. I love that. And when you say they're taking me, you mean the mushrooms are taking you. Yes. But Are you able to connect on that spiritual plane with your higher self or with God energy? I mean, obviously, yes, but I, I would love to hear you say your experience with that.
0: Because I was trying so hard to be engaged with my audience, I didn't allow it until I went home. My husband had to come get me, um, <laughs> but I didn't allow it until I went home to fully like to full fully step into my journey. Um, because I was here on Earth, I was grounded here um, in a purpose that I was trying to convey. But after I went home, man, and once like they started kicking in like to the fullest, because I didn't peak until I got home. Um, and then that, that part's not recorded. I think some of it I shared in some video um, and I had my, I gave my husband permission to record it, but like I was not here. Like I couldn't see my room, know nothing. Um, I tend to want to trip in complete darkness and complete silence. So that is just me, the mushroom in my mind, which is why I facilitate ceremony the way that I do most times. I don't need outside stimulus. I want it to be you, you and the mushroom. That's it. So I tend to be that way with just me and the mushroom and the things that I saw and the things that I experienced and the things that I learned, I'm still integrating until this day, which is something else that, you know, needs to be talked about more for these trips integration periods, but I'm still integrating that. And one thing that I find, I don't know if it has anything to do with my neurodivergence or whatever, but I find that I have a difficult time articulating my experiences when I have them, but I do music and it comes out when I drum like I can't play my drum any other time as well as I can is when I'm deified and so I come out and I have these bouts of creation and these spurts of creative energy and so I'll I'll either paint it out or I'll draw it out or I'll play it out um, I can never sing it out I've tried um, but it never comes out of my mouth it always comes out of my hands my experiences so as much as I would love to answer the question on what that was like I can't really quantify it into words.
1: I think you're already doing such a wonderful job. At what I've noticed this whole time looking at you, you're just such a beautiful woman. I appreciate you. You have a, it looks like a chemical compound tattoo. What, was that, is it THC? It is. I thought so because I have a THC necklace, but I was like, well, there's a possibility it could be something else. So I just wanted to ask. No, it's THC because people don't view this
0: as a psychedelic, but it
1: is. Oh, it, it absolutely is. You know, Aurora, I could spend another hour with you and I just adore you. I'm so grateful for our connection. Thank you for being here to communicate with all of us and all of the listeners. Before we let you go, do you mind telling us where we can find you, where we can get involved with the Akashic Gardens and how we can connect with you in the future?
0: Yes. Um, The quickest link is linktree.com dot com slash the Akashic Garden, which has the links to all of my social media, my website, things that I'm doing, my podcast, all of that. So it's linktree dot com slash the Akashic Garden. Or if you, you know, don't want to do all that, I am the Akashic Garden on all platforms except for Instagram. Um, Instagram is Aurora Divine underscore.
1: Well, I appreciate you so much. Thanks for making the time to be on the show today and help encourage others to get one step closer to their highest aligned self, the mental, physical, spiritual, and emotional bodies
0: to you. Thank you so much for having me.
1: Always, always. And to our audience, thank you so much for tuning in. I am your host, Dr. Pepper Hernandez. Thank you for listening and let's make this your very best life ever.